Hey everyone, welcome to the Regeneration Podcast. I'm Jay, and uh, before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of our partners here at the Regeneration Podcast. Um, First, since day one of the podcast, as well as day one of the Regeneration Project as a whole, um, we've been partnered up and supported by Western Seminary. If you don't know Western Seminary, they're an incredible um, seminary, Uh, Their main campus is located up in Portland, but they've got campuses in San Jose and Sacramento and Seattle, as well as an online campus um, that you can access from anywhere in the world. And they offer master's degrees and doctorate degrees in a variety of different fields, whether it's counseling or uh, marriage and family therapy, uh, biblical studies, theology, leadership, all sorts of different degrees, both master's degrees as well as doctorate degrees. And really their focus is to train leaders to go about the work of gospel transformation in the world, uh, whether it's through the local church or some other vocation. And they've got an incredible faculty and lineup of professors and teachers, names like Tim Mackey and Gary Brashears and um, so many others. So uh, if you are interested in pursuing a graduate seminary degree or even just auditing some classes and checking things out, go to westernseminary.edu and you can find all the info there. Um, We're also excited to share with you that we have a new partner here at the Regeneration Podcast, and that's Eternity Bible College. Um, Eternity Bible College is a fully accredited Bible college that was started in 2004, actually by Francis Chan. It's an undergraduate school where you can get your bachelor's degree in a variety of um, biblical and theological and leadership fields. Uh, And they have a few real strong commitments. One, they want to make your degree and your education as affordable as possible. So one of their commitments is to make sure that you graduate without any debt. And they're really focused on the local church. They want to help equip the local church by training up leaders who are going to serve in and through the local church. Um, And they're also really accessible. Uh, They've got their main campus down in Southern California, but they've got online campuses that you can access anywhere. So um, to find out more, check them out at eternitybiblecollege.com. That's just eternitybiblecollege.com. And lastly, uh, we're really excited to share with you that our big annual Regeneration Forum event is happening this year on Saturday, October 27th. So mark your calendars for Saturday, October 27th in the Bay Area, uh, California. We would love to see you there. We've sold out the last couple of years. We've never had a theme, but because so many people have been asking this year, um, we do have a theme, and the theme this year is heaven and hell, um, what the Bible does and doesn't say. And our hope is to tackle what is one of the most difficult to understand ideas and theologies in all of Christianity, really. Um, The idea of heaven and hell and what the Bible actually says about those things and those places and those realities and what it doesn't say. We have John Ortberg coming. Many of you know John Ortberg from his writing um, as well as his preaching. He's spoken all over the world and he's also a local church pastor who has been leading the local church for um, several decades now. Uh, We'll also have our dear friend Joshua Ryan Butler who is the author of Skeletons in God's Closet and um, the Pursuing God. Be on the lookout for that. We'll be announcing more info but you can get all that info 
at our website, regenerationproject.org. And now on to today's episode. Um, Today's episode is a little bit different than our normal episodes. Um, Today's episode is actually a conversation between Dan Kimball, who is the director of the Regeneration Project, um, and a dear friend of ours named Evan Fu. Evan was a beloved and involved part of uh, our local church that Dan and I serve at here in Santa Cruz um, called Vintage Faith Church. And uh, he was involved with creative arts and he was part of a small group and really active part of our young adults ministry. But there's something really surprising about this story and I don't want to give too much away, but Evan is not a Christian. And so in this episode, Dan and Evan talk about how this unique relationship came about And really, I think what's most important and most helpful about this episode is it's going to give all of us a glimpse as to what the local church looks like for somebody who is not a Christian. And can the local church be a place where someone who doesn't actually believe the things we believe can still feel welcomed and loved and um, invited in in such a way that hopefully someday their story does lead to um, embracing the gospel and giving their lives to Jesus. So uh, Evan, again, is a dear friend of ours, a really thoughtful guy, and this is um, a really poignant conversation that I think will be helpful to you. So here is um, Dan Kimball and Evan Fu. Um, Enjoy the episode. Evan Fu. Living in San Diego, California, mm-hmm. um, right now, and uh, you are—you've become a very good friend. I've gotten to know each other, so I would like to uh, tell a little story about how I met you, and a little bit about your life and thoughts and everything else. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, so. I want to start off telling the story of Evan and our church here. Uh, we have a young adult ministry, and Evan was a, a UCSC student, University of California, Santa Cruz. And you're, what were you studying again? Uh, so I was studying, my first two years, I was studying astrophysics. I believe this was like, maybe, yeah, this is my, my sophomore year. One, one time after one of the groups, or sorry, our group, I was leading a it was like, I don't know, about 20 of them in one group or something? Yeah, well, I, I was kind of like jumping around the groups, you know, and and, and I was uh, specifically interested in, in going into your group because I knew you were, I wanted to be in your group. You had a co- um, uh, Yeah, it was uh, guys and girls, yes, in yes. A, um, and it was college age, mm-hmm. so we kept one just to college age. So then you asked to meet me after the group. All right, it was like when you're like, all right, hey, I'd like to talk to you. And I remember like in my mind, <laughs> I'm thinking like, all right, what did you want to tell me? Like, did I say something sins. wrong? Yeah, is he going to like uh, say something that he didn't like in a talk or he was offended about something or was he going to say like something... Um, I wasn't sure, so we walked into this room, and I'll let. Why don't you just share then what you told me? Because uh, that yeah, kind of started yeah. our friendship. So uh, prior prior to this, uh, I I was I've gone to the the young adults. Um, uh, for I believe like f- this is like uh, five months of um, five months prior, um, you know, and I was kind of I guess warming up to the community. And I'm not a Christian, and this is this is what I uh, wanted to bring up to Dan in a conversation, and so um, that kind of like those five months was uh, um, kind of me kind of getting uh, familiar with the community and, and kind of uh, getting comfortable. And at that time, 
uh, you know, when I when I asked Stan to uh, uh, pull him aside and to to talk to him, I was very I was already very comfortable and I and I knew I was in a very safe environment and I was willing to I guess be you know open about my background and so. I pulled Dan aside and and said, "Yeah, I, I want to talk to you." And uh, and 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 there, I kind of disclosed my background and how I wasn't Christian, uh, and how much this community has uh, has affected affected me. And yeah, I I, I kind of want to like, what was your reaction? Like, what 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 did you think as soon as yeah. like I said that? Well, what's always interesting is like every you know I've been going back into I I was uh, when we started this church there is a lot of young adults and then over the years it's been uh, thirteen years since we started the church the church grows older uh, and then you I've been the past two years going back into young adults to kind of be there and help some of the organization and speak sometimes but I really wanted to be in a actual. Uh, kind of a smaller group. And so when you ask, there's always those that don't, you know, there's people with questions and and there's others that I've met consistently that might not be Christians. But what I noticed about you, which was different, was you seem to have already established mm-hmm. like some friendships. And so I didn't think, I think by the way, you know, because I don't know everybody there, you had already somehow connected to people. And... um and so I went, when you said that it it was just like oh I th- and yeah yeah uh, because I I kind of came in I I didn't really have questions I wasn't like like I'm not Christian yeah and I I didn't say like I wanted to be Christian I was kind of like hey I'm not Christian right and I would like to share with the, with young adults how you know I my background and why you know this this community means so much to me even though I I didn't have interest in in coming into faith. Right. Yeah, and that's so I think that that was probably a little different than normal, whereas often, normally, I might be somebody that gets the questions asked, too, about different beliefs or where I'm at. And what was so uh, fascinating, when I really respected the fact that you went and told me, because the part, of, I think it was we when we broke into groups, were you in my group? Yes, I was. Yeah, I think I it was, was. like, because you didn't pray, and that's not normal. When I was first became a Christian, I didn't even pray I was always too nervous to even say any prayer out loud ever for a long time. But, and uh, that's why then I almost felt bad because I, I had almost made an assumption based on just seeing you around that you had faith like the rest of the group mm-hmm. in there. And so, but yeah, it was you really, really a great. You never know. What? You really never no, know. No, you don't. You never know, right? And I'm normally mm-hmm. actually pretty attuned to that, I think, uh, having done this for so many years and meeting people. But I, and I think it was because your relational connection to people so quickly. And that's what I kind of wanted to ask you about here was uh, if we could go back and maybe share a little bit about what led up to you coming into the group. And then what I'd like to uh, hear is then what was your experience as someone that's not a Christian becoming pretty immersed in the group? And we'll jump to it is that by the time you left to move back to back down south, uh, Southern California again, that you had become like um, pretty much a, uh, I, I, I would even phrase it a core leader in this group, even though you were uh, an influencer of people, even though you weren't a Christian in that sense. And I think that's so intriguing because of the dynamics of churches and young adult ministries and things. So can we go back and just say yes, like, of course, yeah. it was. Um, yeah, so uh, I I can I guess kind of go briefly over like what my perspective was prior to to becoming a part of Vintage. Um, so I have um, 
I was I, I grew up Christian. You know, I I grew up my 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 mother was Christian and and and、uh, she would take me to church and that was kind of my background and how growing up. And it wasn't until high school where I started battling my faith and. It became a, a, I guess, a, a battle against, I guess, like institutional religions, and and it's not was it wasn't just Christianity; it was religion as a whole. It didn't feel right with me. It didn't sit right with it with me, and so that was kind of like the the beginnings of, I guess, my my, I guess, you know, I, hatred is a is a very、um, powerful word, but I would I would almost want, you know say that it was just this this deep rage that I would you would. Start to develop, you know, when it had when I would hear anything about religion, and so going into you know college, I fell out of my faith since then, and it kind of developed, and it was honestly like the simplest way you can, I guess, get me frustrated and angry is if you brought religion into into the conversation. And so in college, how I found out about vintage,、um, I found out about vintage through a friend of mine. His name was、uh, his name was Zach, and、uh, I remember. I I met him.、Uh, we we both do um, um we're both martial artists. You know we 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 do it rec- recreationally and we do it for fun. And I met him through that、uh, on campus, and、uh, we started talking and we we met、uh, started meeting regularly because we you know we had similar schedules and and he invited me. Yeah, I found out he was you know he was Christian and he was going to a church. You know it's called Vintage Faith, and he invited me to come. And at that point. I wasn't excited, you know. I wasn't like, yeah, I would love to come, but I was more like,、mm, I don't know, I'm not sure.、Um, but the more I thought about it, I realized that I want to change my, you know, I, I, my perspective. I, I change my views. So, and I need to be open minded. I need Now, to you, allow these. You weren't、uh, at that time when you're saying open minded. Was it open minded to maybe I'd reconsider? Yes, exactly.、Again. Open minded、okay. to yes, exactly. I, I was. I wanted to keep an open mind to exposing myself to to things that you know I might not necessarily think that I would enjoy or or you know like I said you know religion was I I didn't really have a good relationship with with you know with religion and and what was the things that you when you keep saying like I was、um, whether it was angry yes, or yes. there. When you're thinking of Christianity or、mm-hmm. religion in general, what were the specific things that you were angry about?、So、like when you say I get angry, what are you thinking about? I, I I think things like you know the world would be a better place without it. You know there wouldn't be differences to、uh, separate people. And I was taking a very kind of broad, very big perspective. You know what what it meant, and really I kind of ignored what what the potential religion has. You know, in in this case, yeah, Christianity has in smaller. Communities, especially in the in, in、uh, for individuals. Yeah. So so back to like to Zach. Like he he invited me to to vintage and and so I decided to go. I went there and then it was we broke into small groups and that's when we were doing the life maps. We're doing the life maps where um、uh, I guess you would chart. We would have everyone in the group chart kind of like the their life, kind of map like the highs and lows and and how their faith. Came in the picture and how that affected their lives, and、uh, I remember hearing how individuals within my group sharing, and that was、uh, that moment of of impact that I had, like that revelation of of what Christianity can be for 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 someone. Prior to this, I had never had a close relationship with someone that was Christian in of faith and and was willing to share very intimate 
details about their lives. The life maps, for those that may have not heard these, it's a way of accelerating people getting to know each other. And so when the group meets, like what Evan was just saying, like we draw out kind of highs and lows, influential people in your lives. If you put faith in Jesus, when did that happen in your life and maybe where you're at now? And it's a great way of showing, I always put it, phrase it like, you get to see like, you know, where's God's fingerprints in your life or how did that happen or what's he taking you through? And, and it's amazing the vulnerability that people share. And that's what was, I think, so great what you're saying is that you then were hearing Christians, and, and I don't remember if there was any non-Christians in that group at the time, the, the small group there, but um, how God has been part of their life or not through the ups and downs. And you say that that was really interesting to you? Yes, you heard that yes. Before. Yes, that, yeah. was, that was a great opportunity for me to kind of listen in on, mm. on, on someone's life. In, of faith and what I what I realized how much suffering an individual can experience and how faith can come into the picture and, and bring light to that mm. and and when I saw that I quickly realized that there's no possible way that I can I can wish for that to be taken away from someone mm-hmm you know, it's 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 it was such a powerful thing to see that this is something that is very it was very beneficial for this for this you know the, the individuals that did share and 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 to hear how how God has, has you know helped them go on you know, carry on through through their lives and and through and you know you know the suffering and 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 so that that was essentially the start you know of of I guess my my uh, my my change in 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 perspective and view and and how I felt about uh, Christianity. Yeah, because I think like from listening to you um, say this, I mean, it, it it reinforces the importance of how many people can make maybe they're experienced forms of Christianity or church that's maybe that's not being open and honest about the struggles of life and that what's going on, and so that maybe the perspective then is not reeling, like many Christians do share in community, we're all messed up people going through all different kinds of highs and lows of life versus maybe what the outside impression might be or, or those things. Now, what was interesting with Zach is that he had recently become a Christian. Yes, yes, exactly. Zach was a guy, came into this church, and uh, uh, fellow UC, he was an environmental studies yes, major. Yes, he was. And then um, because he started really being passionate about this, you know, about Jesus and his faith, I know uh, he wanted others to know that too. And so, um, yes, I owe owe a lot to him. You know, I owe a lot to him inviting me to to Vintage. Yeah, so even, so, and at UCSC, how would you describe the um, climate towards Christianity overall there? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, Dan, you have plenty of stories about that as well. Um, It's very... um, Hostile. Yeah, I was just up on campus last night. Yeah, so I'd say it's often yeah. hard to describe that in other parts of the country. Actually, oh, man. and yeah. I, mean, I know it's it's so it's changed a lot over the past ten years nationally. But I think in our town, uh, in particular, with that, I I would say there's a lot of um, misconceptions of what what a Christian Christian can be. I mean, the challenging it in a way that that I guess is very. They think it's disrespectful. It's it's uh it's I don't know and 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 I'm you've experienced that hostility and and I I I don't know it's 
Yeah, I mean, I've been on a lot of university campuses, and I don't know of one that has the least amount of students, at least in on-campus groups. You know, like, you know, like the different campus groups that might meet on uh, during the week. I think that's my, uh, it's the lowest amount of students attending on-campus groups of any university that I know of that size, 17,000 students yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think Santa Cruz is a really interesting place for a church to be in. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I love being here. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, but it was, um, all right, but I still, the, what I'm, it's just great because my hope and, and why I have the, 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 I guess the motive to keep going with ministry and, and especially with your age yeah. group is that you just said it, that there was a lot of misperceptions mm-hmm. of Christians. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And when those misperceptions got broken, to then see maybe some Christians that are authentically trying to live out faith in their ups and downs, that made the biggest difference for you. Mm-hmm. And actually, right, with a lot, seeing people, yeah, not just and, the and outside. Putting, yeah. And putting faces to the people of this faith. Right. You know, I, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't close to anybody that was of faith. And so I couldn't have, a, 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 I guess, a, um, a way to humanize the people of this faith. Because when you mm-hmm. don't have anybody mm-hmm. close to that that holds a, a, a certain ideology, you you kind of put them into a, a, a one one big group. You know, right. and say like, yeah, all these Christians, they're all the same. The, you know, I, I and and really that sets you up to demonize, to dehumanize the people of this of this group, and and so that was you know finally being able to to meet someone to, to see someone of the faith of this faith and to sympathize them to to understand what this faith what it means to them and so it it pretty much gave a block to to i guess the the dehumanizing these individuals i think that's uh, incredibly important what you're saying because i think Christians can do the same thing. Yes, where, no one's immune to it. Yeah, where or anybody, I and mean, just that we can then develop um, impressions or generalizations about people groups or belief systems um, that we make assumptions about without really knowing someone yet and dialoguing. Now, time has gone on, and then you became really a big part of our community. Your personality. You were a servant, you know, in the sense of like you started helping out in, with things. I hope the culture in churches, or at least in what we're trying to do here, is that we're accepting of people of all different stages of faith or not of faith. We hold our faith, right? So, uh, and there's, I want to talk a little bit about beliefs in a few moments, but um, that's, why I, that's why I thought it was great. You became part of our community and very active in it as well, even though you didn't have faith in Jesus like uh, like the, the others. Yeah, are. yeah. So it's it's one thing it's one thing for me to come to a church and 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 in order to I guess change my perspective, and it's another to I guess stay. I I came I came to Vintage in in a quest to I guess um uh, relieve myself of of this of this this internal anger that I've that I had. And 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 I stayed because I honestly fell in love with the community, the people here, and and I realized that not only that, but this faith is is very important for 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 someone, and it's and it has the potential to change other people's lives that are not already of the faith. You know, I I, I like to say this that 
that religion is strongly personal. I know the, 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 the amount of impact it can possibly have. And so that's why I kind of stepped in and, and kind of valued this, this community so much and, and realized that this is way bigger than just, you know, this is, this is, my, this is my faith or not. It, it, that's, not, that's not really what was on my mind, you know, at, once I stayed. Right. You know, you've been away for what six months or six? Feels like forever. Five, I forget when you moved. It's only it's only been like, four months. Four months, okay, like f- four months. You know, um, what are the biggest reasons right now that you'd say I don't believe yet? Like, what would you say? What are the things that you'd say? Like, I just can't believe this still. Hmm. This is the hardest hitting one, I think, and it's the biggest one that's kind of uh, holding me back. Simply, why? Do we exist? Mm-hmm. Why? What purpose did God have for us to just exist? You know, um, my first thought was like, why wouldn't it be easier if we just didn't exist? If 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 there was no such, you know, God didn't create the universe. And and I remember you said that, you know, God wanted children to love. He wanted. That's why he created humans. And then I said, well, why would God? create a universe where he has children that he loves and also knows that some of those children will not will fall in the depths of hell why would he create that why would he be so self selfish to create mankind with the possibility of of parts of mankind suffering you know that that was the hardest thing to try to you know, understand, and, mm-hmm. and definitely not a very easy uh, question to really kind of like ask, and and so that is definitely one of the one of the really hard questions that that that, that we've talked about. Yeah, no, and that's a an amazingly important and understandable question for sure. I mean, I even I have that question, like in the sense of like why I wish everybody would, you know, like. Uh, um, but I, for, I mean, without going, what I, what I think would be great is that we have you back on another one of these podcasts, and then um, we bring in maybe even a, a theology person, and we just focus for an yes, hour yes. just on this topic. Oh, yes. Because this topic could be easily discussed in an hour, um, for sure. But I do think that's a, a major one. I know that um, we talked, I think, we, if I remember right, we talked a little about like free will and love mm-hmm. means free will and you mm-hmm. can't force someone to love somebody. Yes, and exactly. And there... And, that's, um, the, and that's, that's the dilemma. You can't force someone to love. That's why there is a heaven and hell. God can't force his, his, you know, his children to love him. So therefore, that, that's why there's, there is the dark side. Yeah. Well, I, again, that's, I think I, that is a really valid question to be asking for sure and i know that yeah. if god and in, in in the bible was intuitive then then no one would would uh, you know everyone would be a christian you know i want to close up with ask you one more question you know but when as you're saying this it just reminded me of a uh, passage <laughs> second peter and uh which is in the new testament and you know it just says like do not forget this one thing dear friends with the lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And this is the part, like, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone 
to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And I just see like over and over and over again throughout the whole scriptures, you see like God's love and compassionate and you know, slow to anger. And I just know the whole theme of scripture is that longing and patience with people. My last question to you would be for especially like, uh, maybe there's two parts. If you were saying to church leaders, any advice you'd give church leaders for that want to reach your generation? I mean, you're still, what, 22? What I are just you? turned 22 yesterday. Yeah, turned 22 yesterday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. What would you say, like, to church leaders, what's the most important thing you could think they should do if they hope to see your generation know Jesus? What, what would that be? And then I want to ask you just to those that are in your generation. Mm-hmm. What encouragement would you yeah, give them, yeah. just in general, yes. I, I'd say? Yes. Okay, so to, to, um, to the churches, I would say keep your doors wide open, as wide as possible. Always address everyone in the room as if there's a possibility that there is someone that is not Christian or you know, uh, uh, curious. And that's exactly what, what Dan does, and I, and I really appreciate that. And that's partly why you know, vintage has become what it is for me. And so... Can you describe what that looks like? So when you're saying, like, Dan does that, what did yeah, I, yeah. What you, I do? You, you, would, you, would always, you would always say, like, you know, uh, you always, like, kind of, like, on the side, say, like, you, you would start talking, it's like, you know, maybe there's someone in this room that's not Christian, or you would always say that. You would mm. always say something like that, the hint towards, you know, you're, you're talking to everyone. You know, you, you, your voice is heard by everyone. You know, Christian or non mm-hmm. and 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 that was something i really appreciate and and i and i really yeah. hope that all you know that's how all people of lead in in leadership in churches do well you know that because i mean this was i'd say maybe any generation because i remember when i went is in college when i was your age and i went to some churches and i was first like what is this christian thing um i remember feeling so out of place and like i should know all of these things that i don't and and I felt, so I think I almost try to make sure, like, there, there could be a young Dan that's out there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I wish the guy that was talking would have said, like, you know, you might not know where the book of First yeah, Thessalonians yeah. is. Yeah, you don't want to, like, yeah, yeah, open a book and say, and, like, uh, everyone turn to this page and assume that everyone, yep, knows how to get there. No, you know, yep. and say, like, just in case you don't know, here it's, it's you know, like, you know, two two-thirds through the book oh, uh, right. roughly around here that's what and i do i hold up i hold up the bible for everybody yes that's sure. in, that's exactly you know that's exactly what you know everyone all every pastor you know anyone that's talking about the bible should do yeah so never make assumptions that everybody in there is already of faith yes. in jesus yes and then go to the effort to make sure you're explaining things enough mm-hmm. even for that one person mm-hmm. you know that that might not be there and it is, it is quite a challenge you have to put effort into something that you don't know it, it, it's actually listened to you know you don't know yeah. if it, someone's getting heard or you know someone's listening to to you addressing to someone that is not christian yeah well i it think is. maybe the just being in this sort of mission ministry i i just almost know factually because i meet them you, almost every sunday somebody's yes, there and it's especially not being a christian in santa cruz that's, and i'm thinking that's, of them what they might need to uh know all right so that's kind of the first thing now how about yes. oh yeah something else yes yes for, okay. no no now for for um, uh, people yeah, like, are, uh, not of of faith and for and those that are my age yeah for those that are christians and your age what would you tell them like what's good or bad that they're doing or well, something like, yeah. well i would say to other christians my age yeah or, 
Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna then I'll ask. I guess maybe a third will be. What do you say to those that aren't Christian? Yeah, that, yet? because I, yeah. I thought that's what you were okay, asking. Yeah. Um, so to, uh, for people that uh, my aides that are Christian, um, was Zach did. You know, mm. it, he was so open and so like he he let everyone knew. You know, like he was Christian. You know, he he went he went out of his way to say like, hey, I've been going to church. You know, I, you know, and he would always carry his Bible and reading the book. And, you know, reading the Bible and and he would always talk about it openly. And he and if he finds out, you know, that you're not Christian, he is going to invite you. And that is definitely something I would love to you know something I would love to see amongst people my age that, that are christian that kind of goes against sometimes what you like because uh, you, know, like, you, you know that you might like you're not supposed to talk you know or i talked to some christians on campus and they're like they're afraid to ask people. oh yes it's not easy mm-hmm. whatsoever you know they're afraid they're so afraid of of what 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 people would say and what people would think it's it's something that's not easy but you've got you've got to do it it's, it's got to try you but know, zach did this with you also it wasn't the first thing he said was it no, it wasn't. It was like so he built. It wasn't. A, he you know, built you're a not gonna, friendship yeah, with yeah, you exactly, first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're okay, not going right. to go up to some random person. You're going to scare people away. You right. know. So he did it like he built friendship with you. Yes, and then of you course. started observing we, you know, we him. Started, the things we talked yeah, about weren't right. weren't related to to religion or Christianity at all. You know, and 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 that's that's you know that's the key. You need that that needs to take place. But so, he wasn't pressing oh, religion no, 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 faith no. on no, you. No, no, Eventually, no, no, no. it came no, no, no. up, and it's, then he invited it's, it's you. It's very. I'm mm. a, uh, I, yeah. Know, well, I've talked to Zach obviously so many times, and when he became a Christian, he had the same thing with like, how can we not tell people about this? Like, if, yes, if so, this is true, he like, is so passionate. If this is really true, so how am, can we not tell people about it? I am so. That. I am so surprised he didn't scare me away. <laughs> yep. Well, but, uh, you, you got really to know him, yeah, exactly. as a friend, you know, and d- then that happened. It, it, you know, different ways, different methods, different uh, methods uh, get to different people. You know, mm-hmm. maybe someone needs a more a very subtle approach. You know. Yep. Well, I think, and as if if you're building friendships, then you'll know almost. Yes, what, exactly. What, what exactly. Now, what would you say to those that are not Christian of your age group? Yes. You know? In that case, I will say don't assume things you know that that was the mistake i did and and that was all that was a horrible mistake that i you know i was lucky enough to fix and it was such and it became such a great opportunity and it, it grew and flourished into what it is right now and i'm so glad that that happened and so it, it in in other words get to know someone that that you know that holds a value that you don't you don't necessarily hold because really it's it's really hard to hate someone up close. Well, that's very uh, good words. And uh, do you want to pray to close up? <laughs> I think I, I think I'll let you okay. do that. Okay. Well, I, you know, and I, I, I know have how, your name in my Bible. You know, and <laughs> I pray for you. I think about you. And my hope is one day you will say, I think I believe now. You know? And I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know it, so that's how I don't know. But I'm still going to hang out with you. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, thank you. taking thank this you. time I, I really and doing this. It. And you're so respected and um, you know, in our group. And you, you influenced us. And I really appreciate, it, appreciate you because I like seeing things through your eyes as you describe them. It's very helpful to me that I never forget what it's like looking at church, Bible, church leaders through the eyes of kind of like what you're saying in that perspective so thank you thank you 
Thank you. (laughs) 